Hello and welcome to our expert opinion podcast in association with Explore Lifestyle. My name is Taylor Johnson, founder of Explore Lifestyle, and joining me will be a variety of industry experts as well as plenty of everyday fitness lovers to give us an insight into the actual barriers that are stopping you achieve your goals. We'll be delving into four key areas, exercise, nutrition, mental health and lifestyle, and exploring how to achieve these all whilst living a happy and healthy life. So sit back and let us give you our expert opinion. Hello, I'm your host Taylor Johnson and I'm here with our special guest today, Sam Knowles. Sam, introduce yourself to the audience, let us know a little bit about yourself. Um, so, uh, my name is Sam Knowles, like you just said. I'm a uh, personal trainer and online coach in, um, in the fitness space and I've been in the industry for about 13 years. 14 years, um, doing lots of different things. I started off as a, um, well, I actually did a degree in personal training sports performance because um, I wanted to become a football coach and help people um, in, that, in that environment, essentially. Um, and then I quickly realised that uh, I probably wasn't going to be able to make a career in football coaching. Um, so I applied for a job with a local council as a... Um, uh, outdoor sports officer which meant I could basically develop um, coaching programs stuff for young children things like that and then when from there um, a role came up in the as a fitness manager so I became a fitness manager I did that for about 11 12 years um, and for the last sort of six seven of that I was personal training on the side um, and then started enjoying the personal training side of it a lot more um, obviously I was managing personal trainers as well so I was getting real insight into all parts of the of the role and, and, and how sort of you can progress it if you like um, so then decided that I wanted to go, go out on my own and, and do that so now I'm just completely freelance um, and do online coaching as well so yeah that's that's what my role is now that's where I I work if you like so in a gym and behind a laptop pretty much yeah so, well, we actually worked together at the same gym, didn't we? We did, yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, what kind of made you change from being a fitness manager? Like you said, you get insights into other PTs, get to manage people. So, to, to go originally it was because the, there was a bit of pressure on the role um, to bring in more money. Right. And I saw myself as probably the best way to do that. Sure. Because um, we had a group of staff and some in some... Uh, how do I put it politely? Some um, some are stronger than others. Yeah, but so in some um, gyms, perhaps people aren't necessarily there because they see themselves having a career in okay. uh, as a personal trainer. So they were just there for for a job, basically. Yeah. Um, so I saw it as probably I was the best or one of the better people to try and feel drive the income. So I actually didn't want to do it. Mm. Started doing it. Um, at the time, I was a, a football manager of a sort of step six football team as well player manager so I was already getting my coaching side of things going and enjoying that side of it so I didn't feel like I wanted to go into personal training as well but actually when I got into it you build such good relationships with with people clients and you can see massive changes in their lives how they're sort of um, perceive fitness health all those sorts of aspects of it so I actually then started enjoying that hell of a lot more than my manager job but also 
uh, my football managing stuff as well, sort of football coaching. Um, and that was the first time that I really sort of really started trying to push it. Um, like I said, so that was about seven years ago, I think. Um, and then it got to the point I was the most successful or one of the one of the most or a couple of us in the gym uh, had more clients than anyone else and um, it sort of became quite easy to build that rapport with people and mm -hmm. build the relationships and, and sell myself so I enjoyed that as aspect of it um, yeah and then just just decided actually I'm um, at the point that it got to the point I was working about 65 hours a week yeah because I had a full-time job and doing PT, which obviously isn't sustainable for a long period of time. Yeah. Um, and in my personal life, um, so I went through a divorce and my son moved. Well, um, so first of, I just I was obviously separated from my my son as well. So, um, childcare and when I was had sort of access was, um, meaning that actually those sixty five hours were then even more intense because there was a couple of days that I was having uh, I was seeing him and I couldn't obviously do PT when I was seeing him as well so um, and then he actually moved away um, so he's like two and a half hours from where I live now um, and again it just came even more intense so I was like I can't live like this what do I want to do do I either, either drop the PT or I drop the manager role so manager role went mm -hmm. and here I am today just just doing my own thing happy with the choice yeah 100% yeah 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 much better I'd I don't think, even to the point now, I've started going into the online space and um, I, I had a mentor and have mentors um, and they're quite often talking about when I would like to go fully online and I'm like, I don't think I'll ever want to because no. I enjoy the personal interaction and that that one-to-one -one session. Um, so yeah, from from that perspective, I yeah, definitely the best choice I've ever made to be honest. Um, probably in a bit of a tough time to do it uh, where I fully yeah. went freelance because I was doing half and half so I dropped half my manager uh, hours down to sort of 50% part time and then was doing this on the side and then uh, obviously decided to go fully fully self-employed and then obviously we've just come into well COVID 2020 yeah exactly um, so um, so yeah but it, it still has worked really well for me so why do you think you wouldn't go fully online? I know you said you like the personal touch, but do you think you can achieve the same results with online products? Oh, it's not yeah. because of results, 100%. I probably, if I'm being truthfully honest, some of my online clients um, I've had better results with really? than face-to-face. -face. I think part of that is because actually when you're looking to become, if you're looking for a coach or you're looking for a personal trainer, if you go online, you've probably already got that drive yourself a little mm -hmm. bit and sometimes if you want a PT you just want to make sure you're turning up to a gym yeah um, so yeah that you can get probably more online mm -hmm. out of it because you're you, you fit sorry that's a lie you won't get more out of it but more people will push to get more out of it if you go online yeah um, I've used an online coach myself um, and yeah the accountability you get from that just knowing that you've just got to check in um once a week and just say how how your progress has gone is is a really strong part of it if you're seeing someone face to face quite often you build the relationship up so you, you 
you're having a laugh, you're, you're there for them if they need it. Obviously, you're pushing them a session, but if they start telling you about a, um, you know, a night out or going out with friends, you're not going to get all funny about it in the session. Whereas yeah. if you're online, you can be like, okay, did you need to do that? Because your relationship isn't as close. Yeah. But it's it's still pretty close. It, 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 they're just slightly different in the way. They're, they're almost more um, factual mm-hmm. if you're online. So kind of more cut and dry. Yeah, a yeah. little bit. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but both both really good, and I, yeah, I wouldn't say that the reason that I would want to stay face to face is because I don't want to. Um, I don't think you can get as good re- results online. Yeah, or, or it's almost just from a boredom point of view from my my side of it as well. I yeah. like, like it's just the genuinely seeing people and. Yeah, it keeps keeps you active, keeps you doing something. Yeah, mixing with people and all that sort of stuff. So, if someone is looking for a personal trainer or an online coach, yeah. is is there sort of some red flags you say to look out for? Or is obviously we want them all to come to you, but if <laughs> if you're if you're fully booked, what what should they look for in a coach? Uh, I think you need to first and foremost personal trainers. I think your rapport with that trainer is just as important as their knowledge. Mm-hmm. Um, because actually and I say this quite often I speak to a lot of coaches and, and obviously I've managed a lot of PTs if I give someone a rubbish program they can still get results from it mm-hmm. what is important is their adherence and their sort of um, trust in it mm-hmm. so if I get on with a trainer I'm more likely to do that if I have a resistance against a trainer straight away then it might not work. And I've had clients in the past where we just didn't get on that well and neither of us really want to be there. Yeah. Because uh, we we don't need to like everyone we meet, right? It's, Correct. It's, it's normal human behaviour not to necessarily like everyone you meet. So first and foremost, if you're looking for a personal trainer, look for someone that you feel like you can relate to and get on with. Um, quite often as well, I think people that are have gone through similar goals to you is quite relatable. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's quite often something to look at um, so for example if a trainer is a really keen runner and you want to get into running that's probably a good good shout good place to start yeah. but if you want to put on 10 kilograms of muscle I wouldn't go to the guy that's running a marathon every week do you know what I mean it's just so again, to, again just things in common relatable on that side of it when it comes to sort of online coaching and um, and just finding a coach in, in that sense, I would suggest that you want to find someone that asks about you mm-hmm. um, and doesn't talk about them. Um, and then also as well, you as a person need to look at it as a bigger picture. Quite often you're, you need to realise that actually uh, it would... If it will probably it will cost you money, and it's also probably not going to be like really cheap. If you, I like I like the phrase, um, and I've started adopting it in my own life and everything I do now, is that uh, buy cheap you buy twice. Yeah. So understand that sometimes you you're paying for something that you can't necessarily see straight away. Yeah. And it's up to them to explain it to you. If they can explain it to you then do it. Don't just look for the cheapest one um, or the best value because actually 
that's not going to be particularly helpful. You also want something that's obviously specific, bespoke to you, to okay. you um, and your goals, rather than just going online and picking someone because they've got a PDF that's good. Yeah. Um, or they look good with a top off and get a PDF. There's lots of um, uh, celebrities, I'd say, that are just offering things like that. And just because they look like that doesn't mean that they know how to get there or what to do. Yeah. Um, but a lot of it is going to be trial and error. And But I would say your relationship with someone is the key to all of it. Because accountability, don't care who you are, what you do, how motivated you are, is going to be the game changer between you getting the absolute best results and just okay results. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like you have to spend money to make money type vibe. Like Absolutely. You, have to, you have to invest to, invest. to get something. And, and that's... The, why I say the accountability is so important. Um, if you're not spending money on that accountability, yeah, quite often you're not gonna care. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It ties you in. It's like a lot of people say, "Oh, I get a gym membership because I'm paying a monthly direct debit, so I know I'll show up." It, you know, it's exactly like that. Yeah, it's exactly like that. Um, but like I said, it's not all about money. It's the connection. Yeah, you you have the client and. What I would say is the re- relatability, like so, check check them out on social media. And um, if they don't have social media, then I would say that's probably a red flag. Yeah. Um, from a um, so it, so f- me for example, I I try and create a community vibe. So I have like WhatsApp group for all my clients. I have a Facebook group for all my clients. Um, and the reason for that again is that I might not be able to hold everyone accountable all at the same time because I've got let's say up, sometimes up to like 50 clients in whatever way, shape or form, for me to contact them all the time and give them all the same service is going to be quite hard. Mm-hmm. But if I put them all in a group and help them all hold each other accountable, yeah. uh, like during uh, lockdown, one of my clients decided that he was going to run 10K every single day. And I think about eight or nine of them started running 10Ks like weekly. Wow. And it was not something that was even on their radar before. But, that sort of added yeah. uh, bonus of, of having a, a group of people. Yeah. And again, it's just that accountability side of it. Yeah, nice community feel. Um, yeah. Yeah, I've, I've experienced something similar um, where, when I had a personal trainer. Same thing. There was Facebook groups, um, yeah. WhatsApp groups, like you said, and it's just a good way. And we, we did a similar thing during lockdown. Um, we ran, I can't remember the exact distance, but it was basically a run, cycle, or walk from here to... Yeah. France, I think. Yeah, 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 yeah. And um, and we we did it by the end of it. it you know, there's points when it's like, why is no one running this week? And you're yeah. like, well, I'm lethargic. It's been like this for two months. You know, <laughs> yeah. um, Give but me a break. but you see someone then cycle eighty miles, and you're like, well, I've got to step up and do something tomorrow. So I, I think the other just just pops in my head based on what you just said there. One other thing I'd always consider is that um, is my trainer or coach practicing like doing what they they're asking me to do mm-hmm. um because sometimes it's i mean anyone can just tell you what to do but if you live it breathe it and you're doing it yourself then you understand the struggle yeah um so quite often you'll have um sort of personal trainers that have always been in good shape yeah and then they've just gone into the industry because of that and then they sort of are selling themselves because of, because of that and you are always probably 
if you're looking for a trainer, you're probably going through a struggle in some way, shape, or form. If mm-hmm. it's if it's weight loss or muscle growth, you're probably not achieving it how you want to. Um, and sometimes it's very hard for someone that's not been through that of doing it themselves. But uh, to understand the psychological side of it. Yeah. Um, and I think I that's why I'm I'm quite pleased that I had the managerial background from the start because I had to manage staff to do that and I actually came into personal training quite late so I was in my late 20s when I did my first like PT session whereas I was managing people that were as young as 17 yeah and they're PTing they're not going to be they're not going to have that understanding um sort of that life experience so sometimes just bear that in mind as well just mm-hmm. what what you perceive the other the, the coaches is, is doing or, or needing to do to achieve what they want to achieve because um, cause, yeah I think sometimes the psychological side of it is massively um, under underestimated yeah I think you need you need a mix really to get there um, from uh, obviously we're talking a lot about from uh, a client's point of view mm-hmm. from a personal trainer's point of view yep. would you say things are easier or harder than than when you started obviously got the pandemic at the moment but yeah, yeah. outside of that I, what would I, you say i'm in mixed thoughts on that so when i first started as a personal trainer like i said i i was very much um i did it because i felt like it was going to help our business and i had to do it to help the company build their income um so i would go into the session as i'm going to this session and I'm, I'm getting paid for the hour, but you're paying for the hour. Right. And then you'd go. So, and then I'll see you next week. One of the main reasons I started going on my own is because that philosophy was really, it was almost getting me down. Mm-hmm. It got to the point where um, I'd have someone come to me and say, oh, yeah, I'm putting on weight and, and I'm seeing them once a week. I was like, so what else have you done? And they were like, oh, I only came to your session um, and was out at the weekend and family eating with family and, and I was like I don't feel like I'm doing enough mm-hmm. so that's almost like the principle when I was saying that I was if by uh, pay it's pay cheap pay twice yeah whatever I said buy, um, buy cheap buy cheap pay, pay twice, twice yeah, yeah. Um, I felt like I was giving a service that wasn't enabling people to actually achieve what they were doing and actually even though I was getting paid well for that hour I wasn't. I didn't feel like they were getting value from it. Yeah, it's a very detached way of doing it, isn't it? Yeah. It, like so, you said, it's very much that. Oh, right, I'll see you next week, and it's yeah. it's cut off. So, um, I personally then went and changed my thing. So again, I like we said, touched on the community and all that sort of stuff, and added food plans and giving a lot more more of a package. Um. So, to to answer your question. It depends how you look at it. So, because I still see PTs, who, I still see PTs do that now. Mm-hmm. Just you turn up to a session, they'll have a bit of a crack. They'll put them through a hard session. That person probably won't be able to walk it for the next couple of days. Yeah. So they think they've done all their moves sick. Good. So they're like, yeah, well, I've done a good session. That that's not really true. Mm-hmm. Um, in the long run, that's not going to help help the client. No. So they're the industry now there is so much more available to you to and it's a lot more um, acknowledged and acceptable 
to, to have different things alongside um, your hour session. Yeah. Um, so it's easier in the sense that I can, like I said, create like a better platform to help someone. Yeah. But I think it could also then be seen as harder if you don't understand that and you're not doing that yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, because at the end of the day, and it pro- possibly hasn't always been like this, personal training is a results-driven product. Mm-hmm. Um, it's also, it's a luxury. So people pay for it. They expect results. Like you said, people buy a gym membership. I don't know how, like, I think it's 5% of the British population has a gym membership. Right. Which is incredibly low. Which is ridiculously low, yeah. Crazy low. But if you get 5% of those people having a PT, I'd be quite surprised as well. So Mm. it's even lower than that. So it is a luxury. But personal training is a, a, a luxury thing to have. Like, you shouldn't just... You, you shouldn't, as a trainer, underestimate that. Yeah. Um, people are paying money. They want results. Yeah. So, um, I think the the it's easier if you're set up properly. It can be harder because other people are set up properly, mm-hmm. and it can be harder if you are sort of doing half half of what other people are doing. Uh, but if if you set up probably understand it, um, have a bit of experience with it, then yeah, I'd say many of my elements are, are easier now than they were. Um, I don't need to sell myself as much. It's a lot of referrals now. Would you say? Yeah, I, I'm constantly referrals. I mean, I do. Um, I have. I as you know, I send like an email out every day mm-hmm. um, to a mailing list, so I get clients from that for online um the, and the other thing with that is i'll, I'll get people that, so just me sending an email out to however many people every day i get people just emailing back who aren't my clients just saying that's really helped me today yeah and i get it get it fairly regularly and it and it, i could just be sending anything like i during lockdown i think i've sent an email out because so, i was uh I don't have a garden, I live in a flat, so I was training at my parents in their front garden. I'm socially distancing because my dad died 72. But uh, I'd go around there and every now and again my mum would just pop, pop a bit of cake on a wall. And I, and I wrote an email that was like, I wanted to work out, but I just ate cake. And everyone was like, that's so relatable because that's yeah. all I keep doing. Um, and it just, they just suddenly like helps people just because they understand that I'm not a, uh, a mutant I'm not yeah. like a machine I, I'll eat cake as well and I'll drink beer and whatever else yeah um, so so yeah yeah it's, it the the industry itself has become saturated with easy ways through easy options so yeah I think online you can go anyone can go and buy a plan PDF mm-hmm. off anyone and if they follow it they'll probably get results Mm-hmm. That's that's the that's but the, the chance of people following it very slim, yeah. um, but they'll keep buying it till they realise they won't. Yeah, and then so as a personal trainer, you've got a sort of or an online coach, you need to just put yourself a little bit out there, um, so do that a little bit more. 
but but because the world is the way it is now in terms of social media and things like that, mm-hmm. there are ma- elements of it that are a lot easier. Yeah. Um, than seven eight years ago. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I I am completely torn in whether it's easier or harder. Um, it's easier for me because I've gone through the process of the last seven years. Yeah. Um, so from my point of view, and if I was to speak to someone and help them set it up, I'd say it's easier. But if I was completely new in the industry, I'd, it's there's more things to think about, and you yeah. got to uh, balance more plates or spin more plates type thing. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, from my point of view, it's easier. From yeah. a new newcomer, it may not be. Yeah, because you kind of mentioned it earlier. When you're, uh, do you think when you're working on the gym floor, in theory, you'd have more of a client pool because you've got people walking through those turnstiles mm-hmm. every day and you yeah. think well any one of them could pick it up right yeah. you know they, they could offer a pt special it could be on reception yeah, yeah. one day and they could think oh yeah i'll take it up whereas now you're not necessarily on the gym floor uh, as much if you're an online coach but potentially has it become easier because you've said referrals and everything is this social media platform and it's more approachable i think as a not a nation, but like as as a generation is probably a better word. We are less confident talking to people in person and uh-huh. more through the the internet well, or look phones. at look at dating. It, great it's, example. It's the exact same, great right? Example, so yeah. how often do you, would you see someone in? I know obviously allowed to talk to people in bars and stuff. Like yeah, that. yeah, exactly. But, but you you would not see people speak to people in bars, but that no. same person would probably have like could have three dates a week because they're uh-huh. on a on an app. Yeah. Um. So, I get. I guess the social media side of things. The most important thing, or the best thing about that, is that people. And you, just before we started, you spoke mentioned something about how a personal trainer can could be perceived as being intimidating in some mm-hmm. way, shape, or form. You can see that person on social media now. Yeah. If they're, they're either if they're talking into the camera or on their stories or whatever that might be, you you know who they are. Mm-hmm. If they're doing podcasts, things like this. I've, I've actually had um, people say to me, they feel like they know me. So they listen to my podcast and see me on, on social media and things like that. And when they saw me in the flesh, they were like, it's a bit weird talking to you in the flesh. Yeah. Um, because because of felt like they got to know me already type thing. It's that like celebrity concept almost. Sort of, I guess. So I, I've had it myself. I, I had an online coach. And then when I finally met him, I was like, "This feels weird." Yeah. Um, but yeah, 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 you're actually a person. <laughs> um, so there's that element where it becomes um, sort of you become more. People understand who you are a little bit more, and it's not as intimidating to speak to you, perhaps. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, you can speak to them prior meeting them via social media or or however it might be. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's a fairly strong tool now I guess makes it a bit easier for for customers but in terms of catchment in in terms of walking the gym floor as well I think all all personal trainers when they first started are told you've got to walk the gym floor make sure you speak to as many people as possible but I'll be honest not everyone likes that no and even like I don't like it no I I wouldn't like it when I I, I've just recently joined another gym so I don't have to train at where I work all the time and um if, if the trainers start coming up to me and start talking, I'll 
just be like, go away. Yeah. I don't, I don't want you to. I'm, I'm my headphones are in. Yeah, my headphones. Yeah, look at what I'm doing. My my headphones yeah. are in. Um, and headphones again have made a massive difference to to yes. that walking the floor and stuff. So, um, yeah, it's it's probably harder to walk the floor now now than it ever was. Mm. Um, but everyone will still tell PTs they need to do it. Yeah. Um, it would be the first thing that my regional manager would say: get get your client, uh, get your trainers out on the gym floor, walking the floor, speaking to people. I'm like, yeah, it's not really realistic. It's not. No. Not going to get much from it. So. Yeah, yeah. It's well, like you said, things have changed. Technology's advanced, and it's, it's maybe not the same. Um, I think health and fitness in general. Obviously, we both worked in it for quite a long period of time. It is relatively old school in the approaches they they yet to fully embrace technology yeah so. I, I think i think lots of and even uh kit designers if you like they've tried and some things have worked well some things haven't um like the the organization that i the gym that i work in won't name them they have a app that just doesn't really do anything yeah um yeah. and it that's not through any fault of their own. It's just they've tried to think of an app and they've just gone, okay, put all this together. And the problem is you can track via your Apple Watch, your Fitbit, your Garmin, your mm. you can do your calories on a uh, what you eat on my Fitness Pal. Mm. You can get download a program that's going to help with this, that, and the other. And everything's all over the place. So yeah. it, I think the problem with fitness in in that sense is that it's completely like lots of people have tried lots of different things mm. so then it's very hard to bring it all into one place um and i know there are people that have done that mm -hmm. successfully but i think the techno technology side of things for um gyms and facilities they're, they're never going to be able to catch up no um, everyone has their preferences like you said you know some people are it's the whole sort of samsung against apple isn't it yeah, yeah. it's just like that everyone is always going to have their preference yeah and I, I i quite often people say why do you have fitbit over a apple watch and i'm like because yeah. i've used fitbit yeah and i'm comfortable with it <laughs> yeah that's like it, it. I, I, yeah there's no yeah there's no. it's it's like um well, you, you actually mentioned MyFitnessPal, so I think that would be quite a good segue to take us into um, a little segment we do on the podcast called mm -hmm. Snack Corner. Yeah, okay. You actually tracked um, the snacks that I you have, brought yeah, onto yeah. the podcast. Yeah, it's um, not because I'm a complete loser, it's because I've got a little goal coming up. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so run us through the goal, right. run us through the snacks, and um, yeah, just tell us a little bit. Okay, so um, about this time last, no, so last, about... 14, 15 months ago, I did a photo shoot. Um, and it was because at the time, I, my mentor um, is also a, a, a massive online coach. Um, said, well, we was talking about me going into the online space at the time, said, right, let's get you in shape because you are your own business card, mm -hmm. um, which I agree with to a certain extent. So I did it. I went through um, sort of the process of, dieting down which is something i've never done before because all my fitness life i've been more aimed at performance i guess so i play football so i'd be fueling myself for football i want to be faster more powerful stronger whatever it might be everything i was doing was around that um like i'd run 
go on runs and so I, I would sometimes go to the gym and have a snickers before just to give me energy so that I could perform as well as I could in the gym and that type of thing that all got flipped on its head when you're looking to lose body fat obviously um, so I was um, in a deficit for 12 weeks and, and I was really happy with my photos got, got quite lean um, and have used them since but on that uh journey I sort of learned a lot about myself and and realized the struggles and it was something that actually I look back on that's probably helped me more with my coaching now than anything ever could have so I, I struggle I'm a, I'm six foot five I need quite a bit of food yeah. normally to get through the day or whatever so I uh I learned that you have to be quite hungry if you want people to lose weight or mm-hmm. certainly to the level I was going um so I learned a lot about myself and then I learned how to help people as well on the back of that. Um, so we, 12, 12 months passed and I was like, right, I think I'm going to do another yeah. one. Um, but this time I'm going to do it slightly differently. So I booked a photo shoot for myself. Um, but then I spoke to every single one of my clients as well. Said, right, we've got eight weeks. Who's in? And a little bit of a surprise, but I suppose, but over 10 of them instantly were like yeah let's do it so amazing i'm basically doing a photo shoot uh myself again i'm gonna do it slightly differently to how i did it last year so last year i did one that was sort of like um yeah take your top off i look great type thing now i'm gonna try and think about how i can use those photos for my business and things like that and then on the flip side of that i've got my clients are going to be some of my clients are going to be there and i can obviously get some photos of me coaching them and things like that as well brilliant um, but yeah so I'm doing a, a photo shoot and then I've got I think it's still about 10 a couple of not, not enjoyed it that much no dropped out yeah um, yep. which is understandable because I don't have a my client base it certainly isn't sort of like to get down to under 10% body fat it's more of a lifestyle mm-hmm. how I can change your your habits to live a healthier lifestyle yeah um and obviously be happier and more confident and all that sort of stuff um so yeah so they're all coming on the photo shoot as well um so we're currently five four and a half weeks out okay um so it's getting into crunch time now yeah 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 so that that's a few of them are um uh, having a little bit of a wobble should we say at the moment but yeah but we're dealing with that and going through it because like i said the experience i had last year massively helped me in how to how to deal with that and um also also how not to take it that or not to put too much pressure on yourself yeah because at the end of the day if you are lighter than you were at the start of the eight weeks then that's progress right yeah Yeah, exactly you're you're winning um so yeah so the snacks i've chosen i wouldn't normally be this dull and boring (laughs) i have um a low calorie jelly because it's got like five calories in it. Strawberry flavour. Strawberry flavour, yeah. Uh, we've got some light Alpen bars, which are 65 calories. So we're on 70 calories here. Right. And then um, I got a little bag of popcorn, which I think was 115 calories as well. And you split that to make and it. And we had to split that, so yeah. it's a bit less than that. So uh, so yeah, they are, they're the snacks I've got. A little bit boring. Uh, would normally be all over biscuits. I've got a massive biscuit addiction, um, but I've had to 
cut myself off for eight weeks. Yeah. Um, first thing I'll probably do. I actually, funnily enough, at one driving here earlier, um, drove past someone who was getting out a big box of those broken biscuits out the back of their car. Yeah, yeah. So that's probably the first thing I'm gonna buy. Yeah, get one of them. Yeah, it? get one of them when I when I finish it all. But um, yeah. So that that that's the snacks I've bought. So a little bit boring, but popcorn's a bit of a regular for you though. I've had it. Round yeah, so popcorn. So I, I've got my own podcast that I do with uh, uh, my best mate. Plug it. What's it called? Uh, the Simple Steps to Health and Fitness. Check um, it out. It's very good. I'm on it. Yeah, Taylor's been on a on an episode, which is a really good episode actually. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, we quite often get popcorn for that. I don't know why. I guess it's sort of like the film thing. We yeah, see it as a yeah. film night. Most most of the, most <laughs> of the time, it's because we do our, we do the podcast around. A football match or something, so we'll, we'll get some popcorn and watch the game. Nice with that type of thing. Um, nice. But yeah, I, I, I love popcorn. Popcorn's good. Yeah. yeah. So, so this sort of stuff, stuff you'd eat throughout the day when obviously you're cutting at the moment. So mm. this is your low calorie stuff that just keeps you going. Yeah, yeah. I, I'll quite often, um, I will have some days where I ha- I get quite a lot of snacks. Mm-hmm. For an evening again might put a film on but it'll be low calorie options so it'll be stuff like that now jellies um i've got some some little sn- sneaky little treats i give myself like protein cakes and stuff which um we won't go into because they're not going to like them they don't taste particularly nice but right. i enjoy them homemade or you buy them from no it's literally just a yeah um protein powder and a bit of baking powder Oh, nice. A bit of water mixed into a paste and put in the microwave. Turns into a bit of cake. Wicked. Not many people are going to like it, but it kills Tickles my, your fancy. It does my sweet tooth. Nice. Uh, all sorts of flavours, so it's good. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I'll quite often just have that and like Halo ice cream, stuff like that. I'll, yeah. I'll put that into my plan for a day just so that I know that I can just relax with it a little bit. So, you've, you said. Um, just before we started, we were talking about your cut, and you said you're aiming for around two thousand calories. But if you can, you'll try and you'll try and beat so, that. Uh, so two thousand calories is the maximum I'm allowing myself to go. So I'm got you. So I'm doing this very differently to how I did it last year. Like I said, um, I had a coach last year. Um, I said I have a coach uh, now, but I sort of spoke to them about how I wanted to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, so all I really they're just holding me accountable. That's so good. and and I think. It's important that I say that because if I'm saying to people that they need to be held accountable, then I should probably be holding myself accountable as well. Um, so I actually went out of my way to find a coach that um, would hold me accountable more than anything else because I wanted to have a bit more freedom in how I was doing it. Uh, last year I had a food plan and it was chicken and veg, uh, chicken and rice and veg, if I was lucky. <laughs> um, mints and new potatoes on a good day oats smoothies that sort of stuff and I did have cocoa pops every day which was, was a good treat but um, but yeah I didn't want that this time around um, so I've set myself a, a calorie target um, so yeah 2000 is the max but I'm trying at the moment I'm trying to get to one uh, one eight mm-hmm. hundred and uh, 1,800 um, but if I go to 2,000 I know I'm still going to be going in the right direction um, and in probably a week's time that will go from 2,000 to 1,8 and 1,6 um, 
so yeah a bit more gradual this time a bit more flexibility would you say it's more flexibility to be honest is is all i've i i wanted um like it's little things like i want to uh i'm taking my dad out for lunch tonight and i wanted to actually take him out for lunch yeah and have Ra- a yeah rather meal. than yeah. uh sort of go i'll i'll buy you a, do you want to go out for a coffee and i'll just have a green tea and you yeah. can have whatever you want oh, i actually wanted to go out for lunch with him um and same with my son as well um every other every other weekend I'll, we'll, we'll eat together i don't want to be um sort of gonna enjoy those making moments. him have chicken and veg all the time although yeah. having said that last year he did it got to the point he was asking if we could have chicken and veg because oh, wow. i was having it um so he wanted to eat the same thing which was that's what you need that's a proper chip <laughs> yeah, yeah which was which was nice um the only problem was then he was like can we go get a chocolate bar and i was like no <laughs> <laughs> please don't ask that no 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 <laughs> um, so, so how are you seeing the results differ then from doing that stringent to the flexible it's the same yeah 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 it's the same the, at the end of the day it's a calorie deficit i'm i'm ticking the boxes i need to tick i'm just yeah i'm more aware i guess i'm more educated in it or i'm educating myself yeah um so it's a case of uh, i know what i can eat and what i can't eat and all that sort of stuff that's a huge point because everybody's body reacts differently 100%. is differently so i would say this to um to my cl- so any new client I, w- I always start someone on a food plan right um and the reason i do that is because well, it depends on packaging honestly but i always start everyone starts on a food plan and i try and move them to tracking mm-hmm. um mainly because my if you're in my lifestyle if you're in my lifestyle academy i don't want you to be on a food plan for the rest of your life that's just nonsense yeah um but i always start people on a food plan because you can see how fits people adhere to stuff Mm-hmm. so you learn a little bit about them straight away but also if what you just said there about knowing your body and I'm not going to know say you came to me for a plan I'm not going to know what you're, how you're going to deal with anything mm-hmm. um, so I want to have sort of like a a fixed um, sort of sample of how you get on eating that food Yeah. and then if you don't lose weight and you tell me you've eaten it fully i can drop the weight or increase your activity mm-hmm. whereas if you were yeah i've hit i'm following my macros i'm like okay we'll just drop your calories then yeah and then what am i really doing to help you there mm-hmm. <laughs> um so it's more a case of i can edit it i guess or we can we can change it um more if you're on a food, food plan to start with um but yeah like you said now i've gone through the process i know what works for me and it because it's not just what works for you in terms of calories. I know little things like um, if I was to mess up previously last year, it'd be because I'd have too many oats or an extra bowl of cereal. So I've done it so I don't have cereal because I know if it's in my house, I'm just going to have an extra uh, extra bowl. So it's not because I'm uh, like really forcing myself. It's just because I, the temptation's there. I'm same with biscuits. I'm terrible. I'll have, I can't have one biscuit. I just can't do it. It will be a whole packet. It will be, and I'm not ashamed to admit it's not. I just just like (laughs) biscuits. I like food. Um, so, and they most people do. We're all human, right? So yeah, I um, I'll just put that sort of thing out of reach. Yeah. Um, because I'm normally pretty good if I go into a shop, and I'm doing a food shop, I can quite easily not buy stuff. 
sort of prepared there basically yeah um so yeah that that's why I, c- I can afford to be a little bit more flexible this time around yeah uh, whereas some people c- can't because it can just snowball can go wrong yeah quickly um so yeah i think that's you've kind of made a point inside of when, when you're just going over this it is very much uh, an education process Hel- health and fitness and just you you've said it a few times the word lifestyle it's about finding how you can balance everything within a lifestyle to then come out and achieve your goal mm-hmm. you know a, a lot of people you'll he- hear a lot of fitness personalities say what's your why why are you doing it yeah, yeah, yeah. that is basically the sort of point to your pyramid but there is a lot below that's gonna yeah. that's gonna sort of prop you up and um i think if people don't know how to balance everything how to be flexible all these words we've used then at the end of the day you'll just you'll never it, get to it's part to of the reason why i hate it when someone comes to me and says my friend did this so mm. or um i hear keto's good for example i don't have a problem with keto mm-hmm. but it's not going to be for everyone it's not going to work for everyone no the same with veganism whatever all these sorts of things every single thing to lose weight needs to be in a calorie deficit yeah so it doesn't matter how you do it just do it how it works for you um intermittent fasting okay so it's basically not eating for a long period of time mm-hmm. i mean you're going to lose weight if you don't eat for a long period of time of right? course so it's not a crazy theory so all the all these sort of things that are on the market and people come to me all the time go, oh my friend did this my friend did that why should i try this should i try that should I go, so if, so, if someone comes to me, should I try keto? Do you like carbs? Yeah, love them. No. No. Why? Why would you? Do, should I try being a vegetarian? Do you like meat? Yeah, I love it. Every meal. So why would you try it? Yeah. It doesn't matter. Just just because your mate did it. or Same with exercises. Mm-hmm. Too many times in the gym I see people wasting time doing exercises that they're not actually going to be able to achieve a correct technique in by the time they want to achieve their goal. Mm-hmm. So just because my best mate loves a bench press for building their chest, I might not even feel it in my chest. So why yeah. not use a cable fly or 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 a chest press machine? Or there's so much of the industry, there's so much there that it's complicated mm. when actually it's simple. Um, and uh, that's sort of the idea behind the podcast is to. Not, my podcast is like to simplify everything yeah um and you'll never probably get on my listen to one of my podcasts and go i don't understand yeah you might think god he's jabbering on a bit and he's yeah talk around that a lot because i like to talk um <laughs> but in terms of the sort of input technical input you understand it because i'm keeping it simple because it doesn't nothing needs to be complicated no um and it's, it's sort of like a one of my real bugbears is how people overcomplicate stuff. Yeah. So I I have a um, an ebook out where uh, I talk about how I think most people can get the body they want just by doing ten exercises. Mm-hmm. Those ten exercises I've given what I are my favourite ten, but yours will be different to mine. Mm-hmm. There's absolutely no no way in a million years yours should be the same as mine. No, I would never sit here and say to you, no, no, you need to do these 10 because that's not true. Anyone's mm. telling you that's a lie. And um, that's where the industry has gone wrong, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, it's all too 
it's all, pretty much every question that you get asked as a personal trainer should be it depends what works for you should be the answer to pretty much everything yeah um, it should be there shouldn't just be an answer there no, should be because let's everyone's talk, different yeah, yeah. let's have an explanation yeah it's, it's a discovery process at the end of the day that is a great way of putting it yeah. fitness that's all it is yeah. and, and not only that you find a lot your start goal as you're discovering the solution to get to that, you're probably going to find out a lot about yourself and other aspects of what it is as well. Yeah. Um, and I think that's that's where that's that's why I love what I do is because people find themselves more on the journey than they do just by doing the exercises and yeah, just ticking the box, turn up to the gym. So I, I, I've got clients at the moment that have completely changed their life. Like in terms of used to go out drinking all the time, now they're like, don't, I don't know, this is this feels, I feel better doing this. Mm-hmm. Um, still go out and have a drink, don't get me wrong, and and, yeah. and I'll take them out every Christmas. I'll take all my clients out, and we had a um, during lockdown, we were having a Thursday night, which is pub night, on virtually we'd do a quiz night because that's that's what life is. It's like it's a lifestyle choice. There's nothing wrong with having a drink. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm not going to sit here and say that I don't drink. Yeah, especially, you know, we've been to the pub. It's, it is, it's very yeah, much a nature in this country as well, or yeah, in yeah. Britain, um, to, to do it. And if that's the way you want to unwind, you know, and you want to have a couple of drinks on the weekend or yeah, you know, whenever, whether it's your Wednesday so night. Life's about moderation and everything, isn't it? Exactly. Well, Sam, thank you very much for coming on the podcast really appreciate you coming down um, thanks for having me yeah, more than welcome um, do you want to plug sort of your social medias where they can find you um, so um, best place to find me on Instagram is SNL's Fitness um, and if you go there on Instagram you'll find pretty much everything about me and my bio uh, including the podcasts and uh, Facebook groups things like that uh, but if you just search Sam Knowles on Facebook or Sam Knowles PT on Facebook, um, you'll find my group, but also the hashtag, uh, the at Instagram is the same one for my Facebook page as well. So, yeah, if you're on Facebook or Instagram, find me there. And that, that's it. Yeah. Brilliant. Guys, thank you for listening today. Um, as you know, we do not do sponsors on this podcast. So if you are interested in supporting the podcast and explore lifestyle please head over to www.explorelifestyle.co.uk and see if you can find something that's interested to you talk to you next time bye bye